Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C to kick off a brand new week. Seizing your. Welcome to another uh, new episode of the Armstrong and Getty program. Today we're under the tutelage of our general manager, Reasonable Democrats. Okay. The leftiest aspirations for a sweeping Biden policy juggernaut has uh, seriously slowed down. It's just not getting anywhere. This is too much debt, too much spending. We're too far past the COVID. So I just heard that uh, we got the lowest COVID numbers in the in America in a year. So that's plunging. That's got to be good news. Hey, crank that up, music. It's an intermation party. We're kicking off the week with an intermation party, ladies and germs. Oh, the intermation. People would be walking around with hors d'oeuvre platters of intermation. Oh, I'll take one. I'm dancing. I'm swirling around, and my dress is going up. Wee. Intermation hors d'oeuvres. Oh, you yes, I will take. I'll take. Uh, yeah, I'll take a little of the COVID one. A little COVID information. I'll take some sports. We've got it all. <laughs> nice. Oh yes, beautiful. Uh, I would guess that lowest COVID numbers in a year. It's actually more astonishing than that. Since a year ago, we weren't testing very many people across the country, as you remember. And there's probably a lot more COVID back then than we were aware of. An excellent point. Since yes. our testing was so bad, so and we're testing like at least the town I live in. They, there's still plenty of testing around. Anybody who wants it. Um. Uh, so yeah, so that's good news. But then I heard something else, and I got to dig up the information. I don't know if I misheard it or not. That for the rest of the world, they're coming up on more deaths this year than in 2020. I'm if you include India, I'm not surprised at all. Wow, that's think about that. So 2021 is the year of COVID for the rest of the world. Yeah, yeah, India could easily be at a million deaths at this point. I mean, they've they've. Uh, I can't remember what the official estimates are, but virtually everybody of any substance who's commented on it says the true figure is probably ten times higher. Yeah. I mean, you have bodies and bodies and bodies and fields floating in rivers everywhere. It, it's like a horror movie. Germany is no longer letting people from Great Britain fly uh, travel into Germany because of the new strain that I think started in India and is now in Great Britain that Germany's trying to keep out, and that's the strain that spreads so easy, and they're worried um, can get around the vaccines. Oh, that's right, and I keep forgetting the Euros are way behind in terms of vaccinating their folks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, way, way, way behind us. But so Germany's so worried about that Indian strain not uh, reacting to the vaccine and everything that they're not letting Brits in right now. Uh, That that still hangs out there as a possibility that we end up with a mutation that gets around the COVID, but hopefully not. Um, Certainly nothing to worry about. Around here, although, man, I saw a lot of masks over the weekend. Outdoors. Outdoors. Lots of outdoor masks. Like at the park, every kid. Aged two and up. If you're old enough to walk, had a mask on. And that's in your woke, woke enclave? Yeah. Your hometown? Yeah. Hmm. I I, I don't get it. I don't don't get you people. I don't know how long that will last. People get to do what they want to do? practically a uniform. It's practically your, your team's uniform. Yeah. Um... And Taiwan's getting a hit now. So Taiwan was being held up by a lot of people of here's a country that it right, but now they're getting hit, which gets back to what has been our argument for a long time, and I think is, is, is turning out to just be true. 
whether you're a state that shut down or opened up or a country that did this or that, when it's your turn, it's your turn. And the COVID goes through. Yeah. It doesn't really have that much to do with what you did. <sighs> Thanks, mm-hmm. China. That's that story. Um, I'm gratified to see, by the way, on that topic, that the weight of opinion among, again, not like opinion polls, but among people who have a couple of brain cells to rub together, is moving rapidly toward lab escape uh, as the origin of the uh, Chinese bat fever. Uh, Remember, that was an opinion. uh, to, To express it, you would be banned on all the social media for even raising the issue last year. How strange. I'm taking the kids, uh, we're off later this week, and I'm taking the, the boys to visit Grandma and Grandpa, my mom and dad. We're going to be there for several days in Arizona, and I know things are pretty open in Arizona, so they're going to be very excited about that, the opportunity to uh, you know eat in a restaurant, and this indoor swimming pool where my parents live is open and all that sort of stuff. Oh, that's great. Good for you. Yeah, I'm getting together with my brother and his family, so it'll be good family cool. weekend. Yeah. As I mentioned on Friday's show, uh, um. In the fourth hour, I'm going through a divorce, which I'm very, very unhappy about. Uh, but so taking the kids, me taking the kids to see grandma and grandpa will be a good. I was trying to make the argument. It's like a make a wish sort of thing. I mean, they're really miserable and upset right now uh, for good reason. And um, I think of this trip will be something to focus on, something else to think about than, you know just what is going on. So. Well, and it'll remind them in a very fundamental way that the people who love them will continue to love them. Right. And, and that is there. So that's great. Certainly good. the goal. My brother is going to be there. It's going to be awesome. We're going to have a good time. Going to have Perfect. a good time. Um, uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad. You know, um, it's teamwork that makes the dream work. All the winners tell you that. And that's why we introduce everybody right here. There's our technical director, Michelangelo. Pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. Hope you had a good weekend, Michael. I did. Um, you know, my parents, they went out on a trip. And you're talking about things opening up, uh-huh. and people want to get out, and people want to travel, and yeah. because uh, they went to the coast, and they want to go to their favorite restaurants, and they could not get into any of these restaurants. They ended up having ice cream for dinner. Because uh, they were so full. <laughs> there were so many people. Well, yeah. yeah, part of that, you know, in the state we live in is because they're only allowed to be open up to quarter capacity. I was wondering, does is part of the reason for keeping the restaurants at a quarter capacity because it would expose the whole, you can't hire anybody because we're paying them too much thing. Make it even worse. Wow. Huh. Maybe. I was listening to another, yet another, man, NPR is hammering. They're making this practically a daily major story on NPR that they, they talk to somebody and, 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 and want to make the point once again, look, it's not the unemployment benefits that are keeping people from working. That's one thing we do know. That's absurd. Uh, and talking to various restaurant owners that are struggling at a quarter capacity to get people back in there. In fact, this one restaurant owner I was just listening to had uh, all their f- the people in the front of the house, you know, the servers and all that sort of stuff. They had 60 employees. Not one of them has come back. Wow. Not one. Wow. Now, it's been my experience that some of these restaurants may play a little loose with this 25%. Oh, I'm sure they do. I would. Good. Yes. I would best Very I could. Very much so now. I would best I could. Yeah, cram in as many people as you can fit. The COVID police won't come by, probably. We got a good article uh, uh, we'll talk about later. On uh, There are several states, and I wish this had happened where I live, but several states where the legislatures are jumping into gear and restricting governor's powers to do this sort of thing in the future. Good. One, Shutting them down now, saying, no, you can't keep us under emergency restrictions when there's not an emergency, and making it so in the future, your emergency powers run out a lot faster. They're doing that in Pennsylvania, 
Texas, Tennessee, or Kentucky. I get those states messed up. One of those. Um, uh, so many horses, so much bourbon. Sure. <laughs> There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing quite well. Uh, I would uh, like to share this. Uh, I've, I've shared tweets from this gentleman before. Uh, I don't really know what he does professionally, but he seems to have the attention of very successful people reading his blogs, and I guess he has a podcast that I actually haven't listened to. The guy's name is Shane Parrish. Um, uh, and I, I really like this one. This stuck out to me. Uh, the cost of trying to do everything is accomplishing nothing. Yep. That's a good one. Just some simple wisdom there. That is a good one. I could mm. I could regale you all with uh, tales of my air fryer, but I'm trying to talk about less food. <laughs> I need, as a guy who's now trying to cook for children, as a guy who can't cook anything, mm. I probably should uh, look into the air fryer. That might be the answer to my children cooking needs. Can't hurt. Because we, we can't have macaroni and cheese every meal. You pull out a basket of fries from your air fryer, you're set. Yeah. You're uh, a hero. I, I need to do that. Yeah, Cooking is not my thing. I don't enjoy it, but I gotta, you know, I'm going to have to get my act together because, we, like I said, we can't eat. Macaroni and cheese and pancakes every meal. Says who? <laughs> Says who? Is, is that a single say. meal? Says who? <laughs> it's a very good question. Do you put the mac and cheese on the pancakes, or how does that work? I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Monday, May 24th, the year 2021. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's begin the show officially now, according to FCC rules and regs. Here we go, swinging into action at Mark. Hey, AIDS is a lot like SNL. It's still here. It's just no one's gotten excited about it since the 90s. Whoa! What kind of a joke is that from Pete Davidson on Saturday Night Live with rumors that that was his last show? You know, I thought we might uh, have Phil Mickelson's uh, triumphant moment there as our opening clip. We can get to that later. That's a Uh, golfer? What did he do? Uh, yes, that's one of the most famous golfers on the planet, Jack. He won the uh, PGA Championship, one of the major tournaments. He's the oldest guy to win a major uh, in history. He's 70. By quite a bit. He's in his 70s? He's going on 75. Wow. Right? No, he's 50. Was he on a jazzy or a rascal? Oh, he's 50. He probably doesn't need a jazzy if he's no, 50. No, he walked with his feet. Wow. Fantastic. Yes. It was an awe-inspiring and triumphant victory for the San Diego native, actually La Jolla, and actually moved to Florida for tax reasons. But uh, San Diego celebrating nonetheless. <laughs> moved away for tax reasons. But anyway, how yes. does mailbag look? Oh, it's uh, just delicious for a Monday. Yeah. Delicious. As delicious as Michelangelo's parents' ice cream dinner. Or as delicious as pancakes and macaroni and cheese for dinner the third <laughs> night the third night in a row. <laughs> uh, all that on the way. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Here it is. Biggest moment of a legendary career. Phil defeats Father Time. Nobody defeats Father Time. Well, he, he pushed him backward for a minute. Father Time always gets it bats last. Father Time bats last, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually wearing the Grim Reaper's robes this morning. I wondered why you're just like that. Mm. Mailbag is coming up in a moment or two, but remember, we changed the format. First, the right. freedom-loving quote of the day. I'm not sure I'm liking the new format. Gets its own slot. You're not? I'm not sure. I'm loving it. Where's the theme music? What's happening here? There's a, the fight, the drum. I have a point of order about this afterwards. But... Yeah, point of order. Yeah. I'll, I'll what? T- I take your point. Okay. 
I don't, what? I don't know what that means either. Your freedom-loving quote of the day this morning from George Orwell. If liberty means anything at all, it means the right to tell people what they do not want to hear. There you go. Oh, no, it's, you need a safe space. You triggered me. I, I don't want to hear that. You, you made me fearful. Wrong. Mailbag. All right, is point this of order? Now, point of order, recognizing the gentleman with the long hair and the beard over there, Radio Jesus. So it is my understanding that we moved the freedom-loving quote of the day away from the start of Mailbag to avoid doing the very serious quotes over a jaunty, jivey song. Yes. But I can't help but notice that our freedom-loving quote of the day just has a different jaunty, jivey song <laughs> underneath. No, no, no. The, the fife and drums of the revolutionary uh, army, the, the, the army of the Potomac, or whatever it's, the heck it was. It's not no, jaunty, but it's a little jivey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we will uh, table the motion until further something or other. I take your point. Uh, <laughs> on to the correspondence proper from the always intriguing Paolo. Is this just the media hanging on to a good disaster until they've milked it for all its clicks? The post-COVID social dilemma talks about the difficulties of returning to normal life. A doctor and his wife, a doctor, mind you, say they're still going to move slowly when it comes to being with people again, even with everyone they know getting vaccines. And Paolo says, okay, the old animal brain is misfiring, causing irrational fear and anxiety where none is warranted. That happens a lot. The animal brain being out of step with the times. The question is, why do we accommodate it rather than telling it to shut up when it's giving bad advice? No kidding. The story doesn't even dance around the fact that vaccinated people now have little to fear from social contact. Instead, it's all about the irrational feelings. Well, I've read, uh, I've shared with you several articles of that sort. And not once will the USA Today or the New York Times or whomever, NBC News, say... On the other hand, that fear is irrational because you're fine. Or, or talk to somebody who says, you know, I wasn't really that afraid during the whole thing at all, and now I'm not afraid at all because I'm vaccinated. They're, they're not talking to those people who I think are the majority, but they do really right. enjoy talking to the person of, I still don't think I feel would feel comfortable going to a restaurant. Okay, well, that makes you a bit of a nut if you're vaccinated. And then to get to Paolo's conclusion, which is a, a, a reminiscent of Jonah Goldberg's piece that we liked so much a week or two ago we talked about, he says, we need to respect and acknowledge feelings, not worship them. But I guess feelings, not reason, is what we're doing these days. Now that's progress, huh? Yeah, that's right. It's the worship of feelings over logic. Uh, moving along. Uh, one of the aspects of the negative things that happened because of all that extra unemployment money, the extra $300, writes Alvin, uh, that nobody's talking about is when you look at your pay stub when you're working, there are many withholdings. One is for unemployment insurance. Another goes into the Social Security lockbox. <laughs> so now when one is not working, there are no contributions made into those funds. In fact, money's being taken out, draining those funds. So when this person is being paid not to work, that person is draining those funds and the extra contribution they'd be making is even more. It's an outrage. That's true. Taxpayers are getting it on both ends by paying someone not to work crazy uh he says it'd be useful to bring it up see if some think tank could estimate the numbers based on the people who will not take old jobs etc the the uh, total effect uh al aileen anonymous writes my cousin made over forty thousand dollars last year on unemployment he's a handyman so he also did projects for friends and family charging 40 bucks an hour under the table they had a fantastic year financially Hmm. unemployed wow then final comment, Todd, uh, who lives in the area of that, the, the Sacramento area where that high school uh, removed a teacher for having a Nazi flag when he was teaching Nazi propaganda and symbols, 
Uh, during a TV interview, that spokes lady we talked to said, there's systemic racism, not just in our district, but, you know, in every organization. That's exactly what she said, verbatim, on air. Obviously, she's a little prejudiced to make such a generalized blanket statement. What's that have to do? Okay, that's a good, interesting topic we could discuss. What's that have to do with using a Nazi flag to teach symbolism in a class? Well, remember that critical theory from its beginning is it's a tool. It's not a philosophy. It's a tool to tear everything down. You find anything, no matter how picky or ridiculous, and say it's problematic and cancel it. It's a way to seize power. New story out of the Wall Street Journal a lot of people are talking about. Several Wuhan lab scientists were hospitalized in November 2019. This information has just come out, which, you know, gives more ammunition to the argument that the dang thing came out of that Chinese lab. Here, here, clearly. Not frozen food from Dubuque, like China claims. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Headline a couple of times over the weekend. Twenty die in China ultra marathon. Kind of ultra marathon you're running where twenty people die. Yeah, I saw that story. I just scanned it. There's high altitude or something, and they got super cold all or... of a sudden. But uh, details to come. Yeah, there's one really, really effective way to prevent that sort of death. Stay home. Our old producer Scott was an ultra marathoner. Man, I ran one regular marathon. I can't imagine running something. Well beyond that. Life is an ultramarathon. Everybody calm down. No freaking doubt. Calm down. (laughs) I love Scotty, but I think that's a mental illness. (laughs) I mean, unless you got a bear chasing you, there's no good reason to run any distance, really. Well, he got started, didn't he? I think he had like a little bit of high blood pressure, and then he just got on the exercise kick. Next thing you know, he's running, you know, 50 miles at a time. Well, he's one of those freaks who gets, like, runners high. Yeah, the people people that enjoy running, like, oh, boy, long day at work, you know, run 8, 10 miles just to relax. I've never enjoyed one step of running in my life. Everybody just burned me with a curling iron. Every step, misery. Yeah. This sucks. This sucks. This sucks. That's That's, that's my monologue when I'm running. Yep, exactly. Yeah, Yeah. every step. Uh, so I found this interesting. I had observed this on my own, but the Washington Post went ahead and made it official. After a flurry of legislating uh, out of the White House, because now the White House writes laws somehow, uh, including the signing of $1.9 trillion in coronavirus relief, which had nothing to do with coronavirus, et cetera, et cetera. The, uh, the pace of, of legislative achievements has slowed dramatically. The White House's hopes for meaningful policy achievements hinge on a handful of critical ongoing negotiations centered mainly in the Senate, and each of those is now struggling to move forward. Uh, they're talking about the police reform thing that's, uh, that's hung up over uh, the question of uh, immunity um for for cops it's a complicated subject if you're up on a grade if not we can talk about it at length later but um nobody's quite sure how much immunity if any law enforcement officers accused of misconduct should enjoy from lawsuits and and I, to my mind it's got to be some level of it because you, they for a living go into situations that could end up in a lawsuit like every single call sure but you've got the uh, the complication of how much is the employer on the hook for it you know the police department as a whole right. 
Right. Um, Which is a, a pass through to the taxpayers, of course. Well, yeah, there's that angle of it. But right. for some people make the argument that if the police department's on the hook, they'll be more careful about who they hire. The other side of the argument is if the police department's on the hook, they have more reason to try to cover these things up. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Immigration continues to vex both GOP and Democratic lawmakers. Republicans are wary about granting legalization to undocumented uh, undocumented immigrants as long as migrants, including unaccompanied children, are flooding the freaking border. Uh, I was paraphrasing. And on uh, voting, Senate Democrats, who hold the barest of majorities, haven't even rounded up all of their people, much less the 10 GOP votes that they would need, which remains incredible because, as we've discussed many times, if you got a committee of a hundred randomly selected Americans together, we could all solve the immigration thing pretty quickly. I mean, the worker visa program, for instance, might be a little complicated, but everybody agrees. Secure the borders. Uh, let the DACA kids stay. Uh, you know, maybe have a path to citizenship. Anybody who's committed any crimes, boot their heinies out. And they mentioned guns and the rest of it, but virtually everything is just stalled. All those super progressive change the fabric of America uh, measures are, are kind of spinning their wheels. Don't let your guard down. Now, I don't know if your guard was up or how it works exactly, but don't let it down. But it's not going to sweep across the land. Sure. Apparently. Um, so this ultra marathon they're running in China, it's a 60 mile race. Unimaginable. To me, as someone who ran 26 once, and I still feel the physical effects of it. Um, 60-mile race, 1 o'clock in the afternoon. It's, a, it's a, um, high up in the mountains. That's part of what makes it challenging and beautiful, and uh, lots of people run it. Uh, freezing rain, gale winds hit all of a sudden, and you end up with 20-plus people dead. 20 people dead. Now, these are, you know, obviously, if you're running a 60-mile race, you're in really good shape. So, you know, yeah, you're pretty well, it was obviously catastrophic weather. Yeah. Um, wow. Organizers uh, being blamed for not canceling the race as soon as severe weather was in the forecast. They canceled the race midway through, but the runners were already out there. Early Sunday, 20 people were found dead, one missing. 20? More than Good s- God. More than 700 rescuers were taking part in the operation made difficult by the low nighttime temperatures. A total of 172 people joined the race. 151 are confirmed to be safe, so the rest of them are assumed to be dead. Most of them have been found already. Mm. The officials apologized to reporters and took blame for the death. Sorry about that. My fault. My bad. Wait a minute. Did they take partial responsibility or or full responsibility? Doesn't say. Mm. I can't imagine that running 60 miles at a shot is good for you ultimately. I gotta believe most doctors would say no. I mean, just from an exercise standpoint, you're you're you've gone beyond helping your body to hurting your body. I gotta think. Right. I would think. Although you know, it's funny. You got those uh, who are those crazy monks who'd run a marathon in sandals every day or something insane like that. Right. The crazy monks. That's right. <laughs> I can't remember where they're from or what they're about or if that was even real. Was who that are real? Those crazy monks. Those was crazy that, running monks. Wasn't that on sixty minutes? I think that was a legit story. These monks. Google that, Sean. The, the marathon running monks, and they'd run a marathon like every day in their. Flipping monk sandals because they're not allowed to wear, uh, you know, 
Nike press socks. <laughs> would would socks get between them and enlightenment or what? I don't get that. <laughs> well, what I learned when I met the monk who ran a thousand marathons. There you go. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> wow, wow. The marathon monks of Mount mm-hmm. Hai. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah. Hey. Yeah, they're they're on a mountain. Hey, hey. They took a power crazy, if you ask me. But, uh, yeah, they run a marathon, I think, every day in sandals. So eh, maybe you need to be in better shape. I wasn't in good shape when I ran my <laughs> marathon, so I'm probably the wrong person to talk to. Yeah, but 60 miles, that's Looney Tunes, That man. is Looney Tunes. Oh, hey, I don't want me to go all dark on you, but speaking of dead people, I was just reading San Francisco had twice as many people die from drug overdose than the COVID. In... No, I'm sorry. It killed more residents. No, that's right. That is right. It's, it's it's more than twice as many drug overdose deaths as COVID deaths. In Where's what, the coverage of that? In what period of time? Last year, 2020. In uh, 2020, 2020, for all of 2020. Yes. More drug overdose deaths than uh, COVID deaths. Okay. 300 coronavirus, 700 drug overdoses. And 2021 is on pace to be significantly worse than 2020. So goes the great progressive experiment, I guess. Uh, 252 overdose deaths so far. At this point last year, there were 181. I mean, that's that's significant. That's like 50% more. That is 50% more, isn't it? Close. Well, it's close. Close. I'm not so good at math. Um, that's insane. The... Oh, it's the fentanyl. There's lots of fentanyl in uh, the San Francisco Bay Area. Which, uh, much of it manufactured in China, some believe on purpose to kill Americans. Uh, yeah, that is uh, the belief of some, and, and it wouldn't shock me. They get it in through Mexico frequently, or on container ships. No, that the Chinese think Americans, weak Americans with their weak the system, they're just they're crazed for the drugs, and we get this uh, bad drug across the border, and we kill them off that, a bunch of them that way. 50 to 100 times more potent than morphine. And the director of substance abuse research for the Department of Public Health, Doctor Coffin. His name is Doctor Coffin. Are we okay with Coffin? Like (coughs) Coffin, Uh -uh. or like a wooden Uh -uh. box? Uh I don't think it matters. That one. (laughs) Either way, Doc, got to change your name. (laughs) I'm not going to a Doctor Coffin. Sit down. I am Doctor Coffin. It's just, just when he's checking your blood pressure. Why are you laughing like that? I feel better. I'm going home. I feel great. I'm in the wrong place. This is the DMV. I'm out. I have a sore foot. What, what, what's that going to do? Why, why do you keep laughing like that? It's weird. Transylvanian Dr. Dr. Hibbert. Coffin, and you keep laughing like that. You'll <laughs> figure it out soon enough. I, I, I got to say, you're giving me the heebie-jeebies <laughs> with your weird bedside manner. Yeah, boy. Um, the front page New York Times story yesterday was about the long slide looming for world population and all the ramifications that come from it. It's weird. The world is not too many years from now going to start going backwards in population for so the first time in world history. So we're supposed to flip from being worried about overpopulation to underpopulation. We're going to run out of people. I don't need people. I got me. I don't like people. So yeah, right. the fewer the better. But I, I look around. I don't see a shortage. Uh, but we got that and a number of other things on the way. Text line f- still looking for because we got a couple of texts left over from Friday. Are you or do you know somebody? who's uh, making enough off the stimmy checks 
to not go to work. What's your situation? And the enhanced unemployment. Yeah. Yeah, all the different stuff. All the things right. together. You know, though you get a check from here and a check from there and a break from there and all the different stuff. I got somebody here's uh averaging eighteen ninety five hourly rate if they're working forty hours a week for uh, all the all the, the checks that they're getting. They said they're wow. they're just doing other things under the table. And, sure. Uh, and and pursuing other skills. Uh text line four one five two nine five KFTC. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Startup airline Boom Supersonic is hoping to eventually fly passengers anywhere in the world in four hours or less for just $100. So get ready to fly fast and cheap on the only airline named after the sound of an explosion. (laughs) (laughs) Boom Airlines. Oh, like, that reminds me of that crazy story. The Belarusian government hijacked a plane to, to bring down a, a, a dissident journalist. That's not good. They actually had to send up a fighter jet to make it land. Craziness. We'll tell you more about it later. Um, uh, I promised this several times last week and didn't deliver. I will deliver today. Uh, the apps that take the most memory on your phone and um, the apps that drain your phone's battery the most. Are those, is that the same thing? No, two thing. different things. One it's is the, the size of the... So how much memory does it take on your phone and how much uh, wear does it put on your battery? Two different things. Wow, the well, one for the most memory on your phone will surprise you. And I'm deleting it right now. I'm going to delete it immediately. I don't need that app on there. Okay, stay tuned for that. Um, came across this front page. I, I think front page Sunday New York Times is some of the most important news real estate in the entire world. I mean, in terms of... Uh, um, Setting a setting a stage for what people are going to talk about mm-hmm. in the chattering classes, the uh, public intellectuals. And their story yesterday was the long slide looms for world population with sweeping ramifications. Fewer babies cries, more abandoned homes. Toward the middle of this century, as deaths start to exceed births, changes will come that are hard to fathom. And they talk about places in the world now where there are already towns that are just dried up and they're bulldozing the buildings down and turning it back into farmland. Yeah. Yeah, isn't that's crazy? It's hard to even. If it were not for the example of Detroit, uh, in you know, in the nineties, I guess that was really big. I'd be completely flummoxed. I wouldn't be able to picture that. But I mean, um, especially the way that they're slapping up homes in, for instance, California. Right. Uh, All of the developed world though has stopped having babies. Nobody exactly knows why. Every country that has tried to turn this around with a with a with a variety of um, you know, PSA and commercial campaigns or giving you extra money or whatever, it has not made any difference. Because having a kid is too big a decision to be swayed by a PSA or, you know, an extra $1,000 or something like that. You know, don't don't have a kid for a tax break. It's, it's, it dominates your life way too much having a child. Yeah, I'll stay at home from my busboy job for a tax break or a handout from the government, but I'm not going to have a kid. Um, but this article is a lot of stuff that we've talked about before and... Um, uh, and, and I'll skip over that, but I thought this was kind of interesting. The 20th century presented a very different challenge for the world. The global population saw its greatest increase in known history in the 20th century. We started in 1900 with 1.6 billion people on, on the planet. Holy in 1900, cow. there were 1.6 billion. In the year 2000, 100 years later, 6 billion people on the planet. 
Wow. It's how fast the planet grew in 100 years. So you can understand why there was some concern that, hey, you know, this grows exponentially, not linear, linear in a line, in a straight mm. line. So if we keep at this pace, I mean, we're going to be crawling all over each other here in a couple hundred years. But it has turned around completely. As lifespans lengthened and infant mortality declined, those numbers went up. But everything in all developed nations are now going backwards, and uh, people are uh, nations are at two point one live births per woman or below, which means you start going backwards in population, and it goes backwards exponentially too. And you can and you can like drop like a stone in terms of population. It's pretty interesting. But I thought this be, because the developed world is going backwards, the the rest of the world is still having a lot of kids, and that's. You know, everybody's got their own theories on this. I think you get enough amusement, you decide you don't want to have children. It's amazing. I think amusement can override the most powerful desire we have in our in our genes to reproduce. I think that's what it is. But I well, remember. and I think the incredible effectiveness of birth control, which is a fairly recent phenomenon, you know, the last, last 50, yeah, 70 years, I guess. Uh, I mean, that's got to have an effect, too. Do you think accidental births were keeping the population growing? Well, I don't think that's like half of it, but I think it's, I don't know, it's some percentage of it compared Mm. to 75 years ago, for instance. By the end of this century, the way the numbers are currently, Nigeria will surpass China in population as the most populated country. By the end of this century? By the end of this century, yeah, which we're already a fifth of the way through. Yeah. Um, Across sub-Saharan Africa, families are still having four or five children on average. Nigeria will be bigger than China by the end of the century. Mm, that kind of how's that fit in with their whole plan for dominating the world? Can't fit in too well. No, not at all. They have a demographic disaster in China, as uh, I've been saying for a long time. And there's nothing they're going to do to turn it around unless they compel people to have babies, which is going to be a horrific and, and gruesome thing in in practice. So anyway, that story, some people aren't going to want them. That story will be around for a while. When your phone's battery level is low, this is a different story. Yes. When, when your phone's battery level is low, you probably only have yourself to blame. Because <laughs> All right. it depends on the apps that you have on your phone. Uh, the apps that are the biggest time sucks are also among the biggest battery drains. Social media and dating apps are the most guilty of this. Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Snapchat, YouTube, and WhatsApp are in the top 20 of draining your phone. And all permit 11 features to run in the background. Online dating is um, does the same thing. I don't know these, but Bumble, Grinder, and Tinder. Oh, I'm on them all. Yeah. Account for 15% of the top battery-draining apps. They let about 11 features run while you swipe on potential matches, it says here. So there you go. Well, I know Tinder's for the, for the straight folks mostly, right? And Grinder's for the gay folks yes. mostly? What's what, Bumble? What's, yeah, what's that uh, for? Bumble, the thing that makes them different is that after you match, uh, it is uh, up to the woman to make the first conversational reach out. So the, the woman initiates the conversation after you've both matched. The other apps don't tend to do that. Interesting. So, so in theory, it's kind of a, it, it prevents more, less random, you know, junk pics showing up in their <laughs> messages or whatever. Well, anything that achieves that goal, uh, I'm in favor of. What app takes the most memory on your phone? I'll give you the top. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I'll give you the top ten. <laughs> Airbnb, YouTube. I gotta have the YouTube app. Microsoft Teams. Well, the company makes you have that. PayPal, gotta have that. Uber Eats, gotta have that. Facebook, don't have it. Fitbit, look at me. Place. Uh Uber, 
Gotta huh. have, gotta have it. Really? Lyft. I don't actually have that. I never check Lyft. I only use Uber. I should check both, I suppose, if I need Oh, yeah, car. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's a big difference in the fare. I'm not quite sure why. Probably supply and demand. Huh. But by far, this one stands out by far, and I'm going to delete it right now. United Airlines app takes what? a ridiculous amount of memory on your phone, and it, I, I use like, it like once a year. It's not worth having it on my phone. And it's like time. 30% more than the second place app. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's not even close. Well, you already hate United Airlines. Oh, do I? So this is this is cleansing. This is good. This is healthy. Where do I start? Deleting it right now? Just hold your thumb on that son of a. Oh, this, I, is, this is a good feeling. Yeah, I like when you do that, and you, you know, all the apps start to shake. I, yeah. yeah, I like to think that they they see what I'm doing to that one, and they all yeah. worry that they're, yeah, they're next. scared. So yeah, be on Quaking your game. In fear. Yeah. yeah. Stop using my battery. Stop taking up my memory, or you're next. Oh, Track me, do you? Oh, all right. We're sorry. <laughs> Coming up, and this is exciting, it's been a while, a richly deserved Gavi Award, and could it be the first ever two-time winner? Stay tuned next hour. Armstrong and Getty.